Welcome to Whatcom New Life Assembly's Sermon of the Week, where, as always, it's all good news. For more info on how to get involved in our church or to partner with our ministry, please visit us at whatcomnewlifeassembly.org. Well, I'm excited because we get to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Kinda. We didn't have a video. We're, we are we are we are continuing bad words from the Bible. And today, Pastor Andy asked if I would speak on the letter A. And so I get to talk about authority. And um, you know, with my experience in the military, I I, I just kind of I you know when I was studying when he told me to, I'm going to talk about authority. I was excited, but then God began to show me some things, and I thought I really understood authority, but then God began to show me some things and said, today, we're going to talk about authority. Now, a lot of people have a hard time with that word, especially in today's society and today's culture. Even it's creeped into the church because people are like, you know what, I I don't need authority in my life. I got Jesus, and just me and him, and we're good with that. No one's going to tell me what to do. No one's going to tell me how I got to live my life. Anybody ever heard that? A couple of you? Okay. Well, today we're going to talk about, and we're going to read out of 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. It says, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to the governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for a vice, but as for bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. I just love that last part. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, Fear God and honor the king. So we're going to be talking about that this morning because you know what? The word submit in this verse, it's basically, it means to accept or yield to a superior force to the, um, or to the authority or the will of another person. See, authority is one of those words that strikes fear in a lot of people. No one will rule over me. I have my rights. I make my own decisions. You know, no one seems like to live under that authority. In today's culture, we, we see people, they do all they can to avoid authority, or they talk bad about authority. You know, I've, I've been brought in a home that we honor those that are over us, even to the point I've seen, I, I've lived in America all my life. And as growing up, I've seen how our, our country's been led by people, sometimes good leaders, sometimes not so good leaders. But... I was taught that we always to talk good about those in authority. Anybody with me? But then we live in a culture today that we see jokes, off-color or jokes about this leadership or that, and they make, they make fun. And, and today I believe we need to understand that authority in our life is, authority that we have in our life is ordained by God. Can I get an amen? amen. See, why do, why do people eject authority? Because, because they want to do what they want to do. 
They, they got their own idea. And um, it's just one of those words, especially nowadays, that people, they just, they just, they don't, they don't like that. But it is the Father who established those who have the rule over us. And if we reject that authority, then we reject the, the plan of God for our lives and the protection and benefits that his protection will bring. See, why do people reject authority over them? There may be a number of reasons. Some of, the t- some of today are some people you had previous leadership that was harsh and uncaring. Maybe you view authority as one that limits you in, in a way. All oh, that authority, they're just they're stifling me. They're not letting me be myself. Or, or maybe you don't have faith in those in authority over, over you because you haven't learned to trust their motives. You are fearful that they will, be, they will do more harm than good. Let me ask you a question. When we talk about a cover, what do you think of? When we talk about undercover, what do you think of? You know, some might think of, you know, being at home, uh, laying on the couch with a blanket over you, being undercover, being comfortable, being cozy. One might think about, I'm a, I'm a, I love cop shows. I watch Live PD. Anybody watch Live PD every now and then? Okay, a couple, okay. It's just you and me, man. But anyhow, um, it's, a good, it's a good show. It's, it's live. Catch the name, Live PD. So, but, so when I hear undercover, I think of a de- detective undercover doing, doing uh, police work. But, but we, there's a, there's a teaching that went around many years ago, and some people, I'm surprised when I talk to people if they ever heard it, and a lot of people have never heard of this teaching, but it, it's, it's called Undercover, and it talks about, as a believer, being undercover, being under that authority. Um, be, um, so the phrase undercover always carries with it the thought of protection and freedom. What does this mean to a believer? We see in Psalms 91, verse 1 and 2, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. So simply put, it means that the one who dwells in a place of safety under the shadow of the cross will place his faith and confidence in Jesus and under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Does that get anybody excited? Because when we put our trust and and we come under his authority, guess what? There is protection under him. Especially in the churches, his mindset. Well, if I trust him, if I trust this leadership, how am I going to know that, you know, that, that he's doing right? You know why? Because we're, we put our trust in God. We don't put our trust in man. And God's authority is tied to man authority here on earth. And not just in the church, but it says that all governors, it says every position that we might find people in authority over us. Let me ask you a question. Does everybody here love your boss? Oh, that's good. <laughs> He's not here. You can tell. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to be talking about that a little bit. But so what attitude do we take concerning any unknown authority that exerts power over us? I'm not, I'm not going to, people say this, I'm not going to trust an authority over me or submit to any authority over me until I first agree with them. How many know that's not biblical? So I'm, people, we got this mindset, well, I'm going to wait and see if I trust them. We put our trust not in man, but we put our trust in God. And we know that God puts all authority here on earth. So if, we, if we're going to submit, first of all, we submit to the Lord God Almighty. Amen? And, and I read earlier about the word submit. And now, because of that, 
we, God puts, now let me say this, you're not here by accident. Do you guys believe that? You are here by, by, by God himself. He has ordained this day and this time and where you come. This is your fellowship. This is where you come. God has put you here for a purpose and for a reason. And how many know that God loves you so much, he's going to cover you and he's going to watch over you. And so I, I want us to understand as a believer and those who are under the shadow of the most high God that, you know what, we've got to get rid of fear altogether. We got to get rid of fear. We talk about, hey, you know, if you're sick, don't don't be fearful. Trust in God. You know what? We talk about finances. We talk about if you lose your job. But let me tell you something. If you've been struggling with authority, let me tell you something. You trust God. Get rid of that fear. Because let me tell you something. When we understand that we're under God's authority and that God put all authority in our lives for a reason and a purpose, and when we begin to honor that and respect that. I'm telling you what, the blessings of the Lord are going to continue to pour out. And I said this, I said this earlier, and I'm going to say this again, because I feel led. It's my heart's desire to see the power of God fill this land in such a powerful way. You've heard me say again before, before that. You know, in other countries, they experience signs and wonders and miracles. And we, we, we see glimpses of it here in the States. But I believe God wants to just open the doors and flood the, the opportunities of seeing people healed, seeing people get saved. It's, it's a, a, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. You know, we hear about uh, evangelists going over in other countries and giving an altar call. And millions of people come forward. I remember I had this poster in my office for a long time, and, and it, was, it was like millions of people. And don't tell me how they get that accurate count. I don't know. They must have some incredible ushers. But, <laughs> but Reinhard Bonnke, one of my heroes of faith, he puts on there a poster that says, I don't want to be a dollar millionaire. I want to be a soul millionaire. And when he goes and has these, out, uh, these evangelists and these events uh, in other countries, people come pouring out. He sees signs and miracles and wonders and salvation after salvation. And you know, Pastor Andy, a couple weeks ago when we started the, the two services, he declared that from now on we're going to make a salvation call because we want to see people get saved in this community. We want people to, we want people to get, be healed in this community. And the greatest healing of all is salvation. And if we're going to see an outpouring of salvation, we're going to see an outpouring of miracles and signs and wonders. People, born-again believers, those that are professional Christians, we got to understand that we have got to step out and understand this authority that God's talking about. Because a lot of times when we read these scriptures, we, yeah, yeah, but. Yes, but this. Yes, but that. Let me tell you something. The word but, has anybody ever said that? Yes, but. Come on, let's be honest. Let's raise our hands if we said that. Yes, but. We read the scripture, yes, Lord, but you don't understand. How many know the Lord understands? He's God Almighty. He understands everything. And you know what? We say yes, but. Let me tell you something. The word but, you look it up. People giggle. I'm not talking talking about our backside. I'm talking about the word but. English word, it talks about, it, it, that word means to cancel out. 
So you say, submit to all authority. Yes, Lord, but you don't understand. Let me tell you, it just cancels that yes out. That's nonsense. You're fooling yourselves. Because I've read the scripture this week and I've studied it. And guess what? I've never found a yes, but in the word. And there's those here that have been studying the word all your life, and I guarantee you can come up here and say the same thing. You've never found that. There's no exception to God's, God's word and God's command. Correct? And he says, submit. And that, that's not just the church. You know, we got it wrong. People are saying, oh, these pastors, they talk about authority. Oh, they just, they just want a bunch of yes men. No, that's not what it's about. It's about understanding your boss at work. It's about understanding your teacher at school. It's understanding your professor or your leaders that are over you or your coaches. Every area of life, if we begin to understand that God has called us to honor him in, the, in authority and that he's put authority here on earth, then we've got to honor those that are in authority over us. And, and uh, man, I'm just away from my, uh, my notes. I'm sorry I made a PowerPoint, but you know what? We'll just butcher that all up right now. Because, because we as Americans, and, and, and as it's creeped in, we, we, we like to give ourselves an excuse of why, how we talk about people, how we talk about bosses, how we talk about leadership. You know, we, 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 we're just, we, ju- we try to justify ourselves. I've done that. I've been there. And then, you know what? I thought I had this, milita- or this uh, authority thing down. But, you know, this week, God began to show me some things that I got to work on. And that I got, that, uh, that me, myself, John, Wesley, I've got to work on myself. Um, because you ever been in a place where you thought you got this subject down pretty good, a certain subject? But then God begins to show you that, hey, you think you got it, but you can improve in this area. And, and, and so, and I, I'm reminded, you know, being in the military, I was in the, uh, the Marine Corps and uh, loved my time there. And I remember that um, I was a corporal and I was in my paraloft and I was packing parachutes. I was an inspector. So I had PFCs and privates and lance corporals under me. And I would, and I would you know, I, just had, I, I was there in my uniform and I was like thinking I was some kind of drill instructor. I was like barking out orders and, and all this. And here comes this lieutenant. This lieutenant, he wasn't even jump qualified. And when we called people in the military, when we said that they weren't jump qualified, we called them, we called them legs because they didn't have the shoot and they didn't have jumps like we did. We had, we, I had 101 jumps at the time, 100 jumps at the time. And then here comes this, this fresh lieutenant right out of the military, or right out of uh, officer school. And he's coming in, and he takes over my, my training session with these guys, and he, he begins to try to teach them how to pack a parachute, but yet he never went to parachute school. So me being a Marine, I'm like, man, I'm going to show this lieutenant, and, uh, because I had to sign my name off. And I was under his authority, even though he didn't know squat. Right? And I used, I used the idea, man, he's just going he, he, to cause someone to lose their life. So what did I do? I called him out in front of everybody. He was just a new. He was just a new lieutenant, uh, fresh out of. Uh, and he, and you know what? And if you're in the military, you realize that the military guys, when they're enlisted, they respect officers when they've gone through the listed ranks. We don't have a whole lot of respect for officers that come in and not gone through what we've gone through. And um, I'm not saying that was the right attitude. Absolutely. Just so you know, I wasn't serving Jesus at the time. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I had an understanding of authority, but. I, I, he God even taught me when I didn't even know God was teaching me. And, um, and, and so, 
So I called him out, and, uh, and, then, and then he left. He went upstairs to his new office, and we got this uh, gunnery sergeant, big, big, big boy. He, I mean, he was like 6'6 six, six and 245 pounds, and he was just, uh, we use the term, I won't use it here, but he was ripped. And um, it wasn't bad, I'm just saying. I just, so, um, but he, he uh, all of a sudden, this guy, he stuttered a lot, the, the, the gunnery sergeant stuttered a lot. But when he was mad or he was talking to the, uh, his lady, he was smooth as ice. And so when he came over to the intercom and he didn't stutter, he said, Cooper's still up in the office now. And I realized, the guys looked at me like, you're in trouble. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I get up there and they, they ran me through the ringer. And I learned, I learned that just because that he, that I knew what I was doing and he didn't, but yet he was teaching something he didn't know. I didn't handle that situation right. And a lot of times of us in our, in, our, in, in, our, in our walk with leadership, a lot of times we feel like we have the right for our voices to be heard. And then what we do is we, uh, we come in and we exert that authority. And, and I, I learned from that point on that, you know what, I needed to understand authority. I understand every basic Marine knows the chain of command. And I didn't do, use the chain of command that day. But guarantee, after that day, guess what? Johnny understood and used the chain of command from that point on. But, but what I, say, I tell you that story is because, you know what? In our everyday walk, we have people in authority over us, no matter who you are. We all are, we all are either in authority or under authority. Husbands, wives, brothers, sisters, sons and daughters, grandpas, grandmas, every one of us on the face of this earth is either faced with being in authority or under authority. And how, we're gonna, how we respond to that authority is tied to how we respond to God. Are you catching it this morning? It's a very simple word, but you know what? Sometimes, and there's some of you saying, yeah, but you don't, you don't understand. You don't know. Let me tell you something. I do know. There's, um, there's uh, situations at work where, that we face all the time that the boss has us do something that, we, that we, don't, we don't feel like we need to do or puts us in jeopardy. How do we handle that? And what about submitting to authority that gives us advice that we know is wrong? What if the authority over us is leading us into certain things that we know that it's not right? Where does our obedience stop? Where do personal conviction and the right to rebel against authority Begin. I want to say this, you know, when Peter was writing this, there was a king called Nero at that time. He was a bad man. He was persecuting Christians. He was killing people. And there he was doing a lot of bad stuff. But Peter, under that authority, wrote this. He wrote, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. He wrote 1 Peter 2, 13 through 17 under that authority. So we, get our, so we see that the Bible gives us an understanding on how we are to respond and handle. Peter's answer is very clear. We are to submit. We are to submit 
to his authority. I just lost my notes here. I'm going to kind of go back to him real quick. Bear with me. Um, the, first, the first one is the principle. The principle, submit to all human authority. Peter begins with a simple, clear statement. Submit to the Lord's, the Lord's sake. Submit yourselves to the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men. Don't, don't let the wording mislead you. Peter's focus is not on people. Or Peter's focus is on people, not just institutions. We are to submit to all those authority over us. None of us are above God's law or authority. See, the truth is that we're all under multiple layers of authority. And there will always be leaders that we don't trust, laws that we don't like, and taxes we don't want to pay. Right? How many love to pay taxes? Raise your hand. There's not one. See? But there's always be those, kind of those things. What do we do then? Peter's answer is very clear. We are to submit. The word submit is a military term that literally means to get in line. Even if we don't like the rules, we are to get in line anyway. Um, note how specific he is. We're not only to obey the king, but also all the governors. It covers every authority in, in, our, in, our, in our life. Um, that's the part that gives us trouble, because most of us understand that uh, the lines of authority are necessary for an efficient fun- functioning of society. But whenever we read a text like this, we almost immediately start saying to ourselves, yes, but, I covered that earlier. Hebrews 13, 17 says, obey them that, they, that, th- 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 um, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they must give an account, as that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for it is unprofitable for you. Now, for, uh, in Peter, it's talking about governor, governors, it's talking about um, law of our land, and, 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 and it covers also spiritual, but here in Hebrews, it's talking about spiritual, because we must submit, we must obey. Uh, two, the inner reason, it says, for the Lord's sake. What does Paul mean when he says that we are to submit for the Lord's sake? It means that there's a direct connection between people in authority over us and God, who is the ultimate authority. We must understand how we treat our boss is, is basically how we respond to the Lord's authority. They're tied together. Do we understand that? And so, you know what? Here, I'm going away from my notes again. Is that okay? Are you guys with me? Are you following me? So, some of us in here, we might be okay with listening to the authority if we agree with it. But that's not what the word says. Or this one, that you listen to your authority, but you don't like it. Has anybody ever done that? Your teeth are grinning, and you're just like, you're like, I'm going to do it, but I don't want to. Hey, I've been a dad for a long time. And I remember (laughs) raising my kids up, and there was times when when I told them they must obey, and I could tell they didn't like it. They, they had a hard time with listening to dad. Believe it or not, my kids. But, and, and, and I had to respond to that. I won't tell you how, but we just had to respond. <laughs> but, but, um, 
It talks about, in there it talks about uh, quieting the foolish people, the foolish men. You know, sometimes our boss, when we submit, and we, we, you know, we, just depending on how we submit to him, we can either reflect God's glory or we can reflect our flesh. And if we reflect our flesh, it's going to cause the, the foolish men to give something to them to talk about. But if we respond with God's goodness, respond in a way that brings glory to God, guess what? It says it shuts the mouth of the foolish. They have nothing to say because you respond in a way that brings glory to God. And I so really believe that we're going to see so much. I know that the word, uh, during worship, the word of Joshua was spoken, you know, they reminded that how that word was spoken over us as a church. And we're going to see that. We're going to see just God do some incredible things. And we are seeing God do some great things. God is so faithful. But as, as, we, as we honor one another and we honor the authority in our lives and we respect, guess what? We're going to see more of that. It's going to increase and it's going to flow over, and we're going to see people come to know Jesus because they're going to want to know who you serve because you responded in a way that normally people don't respond. And so we got to understand that the, the, the authority that, that's over us is a reflection of who God is, God, God's authority. Amen? And so, um, so I got ahead of myself. The, the third was the outer reason to silence the foolish people. Um, you know, I talked about submission is hard enough when you have a good boss and a wise teacher and an honest leader or a fair employee. How many, it's easy. How many know it's easy to come in here and worship God when everything's going good? Boy, it's awesome. Man, we're in a good mood. and Woo! We praise the Lord. We give God praise. But how many know, too, we've grown and are mature in our walk that when we are down, guess what? We come in here and we still worship God because it's not about our feelings. It's, it's about knowing the truth, and the truth sets us free to be able to worship God regardless of what's going on because it's all good news. And it's the same way with how we respond to authority. There are days when you don't want to feel like being obedient to your boss or any authority in your life, but guess what? God says how you obey them is how you reflect with me. And I'm the, I'm the chief, I, I, I am the authority. I am the authority, Christ is saying. How many know Christ is the authority? And he puts authority in place. We don't have the right to downgrade authority. We don't have the right to, and, and I know I've been guilty about getting conversations about people in government, people in, and you know, I've, I've had to repent. And there's times when I got back to the people and say, you know what, I shouldn't have entered in that conversation because I was taught and I know my God that he is going to see this through and that he appointed. And when we talk about leadership, guess what? We're, 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 we're coming against God. Some of you are saying, yeah, but come on, really? But does the word say that all authority is pointed by God? And we see in the Bible there is authority there that, that there is authority appointed over some of the disciples that, that, was, that was wrong. It was bad authority, but yet, what did they do? They responded in a way that brought honor to the king. You know what I'm saying? 
And we could go way back to Daniel's time. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they, you know what? They refused an order because it wanted God's, God's word. But what did they do? They honored the king. They honored the king in the midst of saying no. We got this mentality that we want because you know what? Because of what's happening in this world, we 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 you know a lot of believe, a lot of churches meaning well, a lot of Christians meaning well. They 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 want to protest. They want to protest every little thing, and because it's not right, we got our right. Let me tell you something. First of all, we as believers just need to get on our knees and pray. And I'm saying protest is wrong. I'm not getting into that. It's not. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we need to honor those in authority. We see that in the word, but yet we, today's culture, we feel like we have a right. We feel like we have to guard ourselves. And that means you're trying to lean on your own protection. But God says, those who rest in the shadow of the most high. Psalms, I read it earlier today. We trust in God and we put our trust in him. Amen. So what, what do you do if the teacher's mean? Well, your boss is unfair. The principal won't listen. And, and, you, and you don't trust people. Surely Peter's words don't apply then. May I remind you that when Peter wrote this, I talked about earlier, he, you know, he, the King Nero, he was, uh, he was cruel, wicked, immoral, but yet Peter wrote this. Number four, the motivation. Submission brings freedom. Let me tell you something. Submission brings freedom. A lot of people, they like to say, first of all, we are free in Jesus. How many believe that we're free? And for those in Christ Jesus, we're set free. Okay? But before we can get free, before we experience that freedom, in the process of that freedom, we've got to what? We've got to submit. Right? We got to get in line with what God's doing. We got to submit. We got to understand. Hey, when we have salvation, we're free right at salvation. Right? But there's some mission that comes to that because we have to submit our lives to Jesus. The word submit means to get in line. So when we're submitting, we're saying, Jesus, come into my life. We're submitting. We're coming under that, co- that, that covering, that, con- that authority. We're coming under that. Does that make sense? And, and so we're getting in line. And so we've got to, we've got to, um, we, we got to submit. And in the midst of that submission, in the midst of that coming under, getting in line, then we, we, we begin to discipline our bodies and we begin to learn and grow. And then we experience freedom. Even though we have freedom right at that moment. But then we get to understand the potential of our freedom as we grow in our walk with God. Does that make sense? And so, and so most people think that freedom and submission are opposite. We assume that if we choose submission, that means we give up freedom. But that's, that's not true because that's, we, we experience that freedom. Amen? So it's like this. Um, Most of us that, you know, that um, submit involves a struggle to do something that we don't want to do or something that we don't think is necessary or to follow instruction from a person that we don't trust and don't respect. At that point, we, we are in two danger, there are two dangers we face. Number one, we'll, we will talk too much. 
It says Proverbs 10, 8 declares, this declares, Proverbs 10, 8 declares, the wise in heart accepts commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Do you just love the scripture? It's so, it's so full of truth. And so, in the earth, how many times have we gotten in trouble because we didn't like what we were asked to do? So we just kept yapping. Anybody ever done that? Everybody see people do that? We just keep yakking. So, let's go back to the Garden of Eden for a moment. How did the serpent get Eve to disobey? He got her talking, and she talked herself into disobedience. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Sometimes you just need to be quiet. When I was putting this message together, I actually put the words, sometimes you just need to shut up, but I thought that was a little harsh, so, <laughs> so I just thought, you know what, sometimes we just need to, we, we just need to be quiet. So and number two, B, um, we feel that we feel, or we will begin to make excuses, saying things like, I don't I don't agree, so I don't have to submit. Or he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or more, or, or, or a little bit more harsh, you know, that, that's stupid. Why are we doing that? I found myself doing that at times over the years. Even though I thought I had an understanding of authority and I thought I would lined up pretty well. There's a, there's a, when I was in, my wife and I were in Billings, Montana. My wife and I had this, God just began to do this incredible thing at schools. And uh, I, I uh, came from getting pizza to these kids, but then I, I drove by um, the side road and in the back of a gas station, there was an alley and there was some, some kids there. And God, God says, what about them? I said, what about, what about them? He said, who's gonna feed them? I said, I will. So my wife and I, we started getting hamburgers uh, for, I called up parties. They're buck 25, they gave, them, they gave them to me for 25 cents a piece. We started getting pop. We started, we started going there and we started loving on these people and we started giving them f food. All of a sudden, we started with 40 kids. All of a sudden, there was 80 kids that showed up in the alley. And then, and then they requested that we come back another day. So we were doing two lunches um, at one school and then they heard about us at another school. So we started doing this at another school. It's just an alley, and the, the, I gotta say this, the alley crew, they had piercings, they had, they were just, no one, no one, they didn't wanna have anything to do in the schools. They said, you know what, just go over there, do your smoke, do your thing. They were smoking pot, they were doing all this stuff on the, in the alley. But God, I remember showing up, my wife remembers I show up, I said, some guy goes, you're, the pre you're a preacher guy. I said, yeah, but I'm not gonna preach to you. I'm here just to love on you and give you some free food. I will not share the gospel with you or talk about Jesus at all. And they're like, really? I said, yeah. So. We're going there for about three weeks. And all of a sudden, one guy, kid comes up, hey, I know so-and-so, and they said that you bust bricks. We want you to do that. And all of the kids heard that, and they're like, yeah, bust bricks here. I said, okay, but I told you I never preach. But I told God a long time ago, if I'm gonna do power feats, I've got to share my testimony. And they're like, you can do that. And I said, okay, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak, I'm gonna bring Bible, I'm gonna, and they're like, yeah. So, <laughs> so it was open door, so I was able to, to, to I was able to preach the word to him. And I remember just a little side note, it was funny. All of a sudden I was in, they were around me, I was in a circle doing my thing and, and my wife and Tanner standing there to the side and, and, uh, and uh, it was funny, Tanner seen me do it numbers of times but he's like looking at it like for the first, first time, he was acting like it was, you never saw it before but he was getting into it and all of a sudden sirens and 
police cars come from each side and the principal come running over somebody driving by saying there's some bald-headed dude over there beating up on kids <laughs> and, and so the the, the 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 principal comes in he goes oh that's just pastor john he's okay <laughs> so so I, I, so, so things were happening. We're, the word would get around. Kids, just a lot of ministry stuff happening. And, and my, my pastor began to say, okay, what's it, doing for our, what's it doing for our church? Are they coming to youth group? Are they coming to church? I, well, I, you know, a couple of them are, but, um, you know, this time we were giving out 400 hamburgers but there we were, see, we were praying for people. I remember being in a circle. Some guy got hit. He was spitting up blood. And I remember, I said, get in the circle. We're going to lay hands and pray on you. I was speaking in, in my language. And I was, I mean, I was going for it. And, I, and there was kids standing around. And I, I just looked up. Because I get intense when I get in the, when the Spirit of God moves. And I, looked, and I looked at the circle. I said, if you don't believe that God can heal, get out of my circle. Because we're going to lay hands on this man. And we're going to believe God's going to heal him. And, and all of a sudden, um, they all look and they're like, no, we believe. And so, so we all laid hands and we prayed. And uh, it, it's, uh, we didn't know about it, but there was somebody tied to him, his aunt or uncle that went to our church, and she, and, and she knew about it, um, him and his medical condition. Anyhow, she came and tracked us down, and she realized it was us. And, uh, you know, she said that, he, he, um, that God, God touched him and healed him that night. And, and, and minister to him. So there's all these things, but yet they weren't tied to our church. And so my pastor says, well, I need you to stop doing this um, if this is going to. And I just began to like, I didn't, I didn't like that. Because we, were, it was a, we saw what was happening. But you know what? We had to come under that, right? And so God began to show me. And all of a sudden, hey, the people, um, the kids were there. A couple of them started showing up. And then um, they started coming to our house and, and hanging out and different things. So God made a way. But what I'm saying is a lot of times, you know, God's telling us to do something, but the leadership says, no, I think this is the direction. And all the times we get that, we develop that, well, he must not be hearing from the Lord. He must be, he must be, he must not understand, so I'm going to do it anyhow. How many know that's rebellion? And God's not going to bless that. So what we, what I, what I today, what I want us to understand is that God has so much for us. He's, he wants the fullness of, of 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 the Spirit of God in us, and He wants to. How many know God wants you to be blessed more than you want to be blessed? And when we understand the authority and the purpose of that, and how we walk under that, we're going to see the Spirit of God move in such a powerful way. The application: all people deserve respect. Number five. These four commands in verse 17, four commands show us what submission looks like in practical terms. Honor everyone. Love your Christian brothers and sisters. Fear God and honor the king. Some people, some people are not honorable. Honor them anyway. Some people are not lovable. Love them anyway. You know, I don't think I mentioned it here, but um, I mentioned it first service. There's this guy in Billings. Um, one of our youth leaders, and uh, I was telling him that this is what direction we're going to go, and he's just like, he was frustrated with me. And he's like, he's like, you know what, Pastor John, God puts you in my life to improve my love walk. And I was, at first I thought that was a compliment. <laughs> but he's like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, well, thank you. And he goes, no, you don't understand. I go, I think I do now. But he was having a hard time listening to me 
But God was showing him that it, when he came under that submission, when he came under that authority, then there will be more freedom in his life and he'll be able to do what God's called him to do. But yet first he's got to learn the lesson of the submitting and coming under. Does that make sense? And so, and so um, maybe God's put me in here in your life to improve your love. Oh, no, I hope not. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean by that, right? So, um, but fear God, honor the king. You know, like I said, some people are not honorable. Honor them anyway. Some people are not lovable. Love them anyway. There's no escape clause to the tat verse. These commands show us that submission is first and foremost a matter of the heart. How much we honor, how much honor you have really given if you have obeyed somebody through a struggle, through the clenching of the teeth. So just five key statements. I'm going to sum up the message today. The, the authority structure in the word of God was established by who? God himself. It's very simple. All, number two, all of us are both in authority and under authority at the same time. All of us are over some people and under others in those circles of authority that surround us. Three, God has placed us under, placed us where we are for a reason. Four, continually, God continually puts us in uncomfortable places because that's the way, that's the only way we, we, we might learn. I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to bring it down everyday life. Because we talked about governing authorities. We talked about uh, the king, honor the king. We talked about spiritual authority. But a lot of times I hear people say, you know what? I'm just going to go look for another job because I, I can't get along with my supervisor. I can't get along with my boss. We just read that God has you there for a reason. In our culture, it's so easy just to give up and go somewhere else. But let me tell you something. If you go somewhere else, you're going to face that same situation. You know, I, I've, I've, I've had youth pastor friends. I can't get along with my pastor, so I'm, I'm going to go look. Some, I'm, I'm going to apply for another place. And then I end up having a discussion with them about, you know, trying to help them understand that, you know, what first get that situation taken care of, healed and healthy. And then if God wants to move you on, then move on. It's the same way with our workplace. It's the same way. I, I, hear, I hear football players, I don't like my coach. I think I'm going to go play for another team. Let me tell you something. You're going to get another coach that's going to be just like him. Because it's understanding coming under. It's easy to come under authority when, when, when uh, you like the guy or when it's easy for you. But it's another thing. And we, as, as believers, we got to, because listen, if we don't learn to come under authority here on earth, we're not really walking under authority in Christ. Because we learned today the two are connected. He's the ultimate authority. He sets authority in our life. In every aspect of our walk here on earth, with every given authority that we are under, we've got to begin to understand that it's about honoring one another. Honoring one another. Loving one another. And that's going to speak volumes. You want, you want to win your boss for, to the Lord? Begin to honor him. Sometimes today, in today's society, it's, it's, it's a little hard because people think that you're, you're, you're trying to smooth up to your boss or trying to, you know, get a favor. But you know what? When you do with a pure heart, guess what? God covers you under protection. Does that make sense? And so I just want to challenge us today and this week that I'm going to pray that God would begin to put us in situations that might frustrate us. 
that we can overcome and honor him as we honor the person, who, the person in front of us that in authority by respecting them and their position and honoring them because it's ultimately honoring God. Every head bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today, and perhaps you've come in today and, and, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, or maybe you've had a relationship at one time, but you just kind of like been drifting away. If that's you today, I want to say that you're not here by accident. God has a plan and a purpose for you, and he loves you so much. If that's you today and you just want to simply surrender and submit to the Lord and just say, you know what, I, I need Jesus in my life again, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand. Thank you. So today, Father, we just, we just give you praise and we give you thanks. And we thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you your word does not turn void. And so, Father, we, we just thank you that, uh, for this message. And before I conclude, I just want to say this. I had bowed and eyes closed. If you're here today and you kind of, you know, there's some things in your life that, that, you know, that you're having a hard time dealing with authority. You're having a hard time dealing with some things. And you just want freedom from that. You want God just to begin to pour out and show you, you know, what steps you need to take to honor those that have authority in your life. In, in, in whatever area that may be. I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to call anybody up, but just raise your hand. And uh, we're just going to pray that the spirit of the Lord would just come up on that and that our minds would be renewed and that we would walk according to God's purpose and plan. So, Father, I thank you that the hands that were raised, we, Father, we just submit to you, Father, in Jesus' name. It's not about how we feel. It's not about how we, how, how, uh, about us, but it's about you. It's about lifting your name. It's about honoring you. So, Father, I thank you that throughout the, the week this week that, well, Father, we'll have an opportunity to step out and allow you to work in such a way that, Father, that we have to, to honor those that are in authority over us, Father, that we would just step out and, and when they ask us to do things we might not agree with, Father, we just submit it to you and we trust, Father, that you will work out all things. And, and so, Father, as we do that, that brings you honor. So, Father, I thank you for that and we just give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit us at welcomenewlifeassembly.org.